when I, when I started coming out, it was definitely like, it was after they got to know me and stuff like that. So a lot of people just kind of looked at me like I was different, even though I hadn't changed at all. I just was becoming my actual self. Hi, my name is Mackenzie Dunford, future defensive lineman with the York Lions, LGBTQ football advocate, and you're listening to At The 55. Hello and welcome to At The 55, your home for OUA football. Uh, we have a special interview coming for you today. Before we jump into that, just want to say a quick thank you for everyone who participated or tuned in for any of our uh, CFL draft special we did uh, earlier this week. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Hope you all enjoyed that. Hope uh, you all enjoyed celebrating the CFL draft because it was obviously such a great moment of, you know, thinking we're getting our football back and hopefully we will. CFL's obviously got that taken care of. But OUA comes next, hopefully as the next step. We've seen Can West make their move. OUA is the next big step. So, uh, joining us today, we have future member of the York Lions, Mackenzie Dunford. Mackenzie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? You know, we're we're doing well to speak for Dakota, if I, if I may. There, Mister uh, Mister Vine. Um, you know, as I kind of set up there, there's obviously so much going on in Canadian football. OUA returned to ball. We've done our this freshman 15 series that we had. I don't know if you caught any of that. But so obviously, getting to know you as a young up and coming player. Um, we'll definitely be part of this, but obviously uh, the big reason getting you on and sort of the conversations ha- uh, we've had before and is about sort of the announcement you made coming out earlier in this in this year and sort of that whole piece of what you've been doing to promote uh, LGBTQ um, athletes and, and everything like that. So I'll hand the floor over to you because you're no doubt the expert expert on, you know, the things going on in your life. So I'll just I'll pass the mic over to you, Mackenzie. Um, you know, what's this year been like for you? Um. Yeah, um, the coming out, I, I'd i been planning it for a while because I knew, I knew my mental health wouldn't have been, survived the whole four years in university if I didn't come out. Um, but I wanted to make it in a way where I could impact other people who may be going through the same sort of experiences that I've gone through um, or will be going through as well. Um, so it was just... I wanted to, I want, I made the website, started making it, didn't really want to publish it yet. And then um, it was, I don't remember what made me actually do it, but it, I just, I made that post, published the website and said, yeah, I'm, I'm non-binary. Um, that doesn't change the fact that I can play football. I'm still good. I'm still good to play football. Um, and yeah, we exist like football, non-binary football players do exist, but then they come out or not. And, um, gay football players exist. Like there's, there's a lot of players that just don't feel comfortable coming out because of the stereotypic, the stereotype of football being such a masculine and toxic sport. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, you know, and, and, you know, congrats to you, or maybe congrats isn't the right word, but, you know, yeah. obviously it, it sometimes takes that first person, and I don't know the full history of, say, LGBTQ um, athletes in OUA football in particular, but, uh, you know, I played a handful of years, Dakota's been around, and, you know, 
at the university level as much as other levels in Canada. It's it's not common. I don't know if I ever encountered someone who was openly um, open about their sexuality or their gender identity that was sort of non, just sort of yeah. cisgendered. Um, so, you know, it's, it's obviously awesome for you to take the step forward. Um, you know, there's so many angles we can go with this, the website and everything. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned wanting to um, to, to come out before you started because of just how difficult that may have made the four or five yeah. years you had spent at university. And I, and I totally get that. Um, and it's, it's, it's mentally tough enough to spend four yeah. or five years in a football program because you're obviously doing school as well and just the social life that goes with that. But can we dive a little deeper into that, you know, because obviously you spent a number of years playing football at other levels where uh, whether or not you had, you know, learned what you've now learned about yourself but where you've probably dealt with some of these things how important is it to you from your experiences in other football locker rooms from the jumping like hey this is who I am I don't want any questions of or maybe that's not the way to put it but I just want all cards on the table from the jump how important is that for you um it, it was really important because I knew I know like um at least was at Sydenham when I, when I started coming out it was definitely like it was after they got to know me and stuff like that so a lot of people just kind of looked at me like I was different, even though I hadn't changed at all. I just was becoming my actual self. Mm. And I realized coming out before going to York would give me a fresh start because I was, I was going to be meeting new teammates, playing with new people. Like I do have some teammates from junior Gales there already, but um, for the most part, I'll never have met them before. Um, so I figured like this, this is a good time to come out now so it's not as big of a learning curve once I get there, play like a year or two and then come out. Um, like I understand it's a learning curve for everyone. It's a learning curve for me as well. Like um, it, it's, um, it's a different thing knowing it than it is like acting on it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a different feeling. Um, and I'm still getting used to that. Uh, sometimes I even don't even bother correcting people um because like i mean I'm, i've gone 20 years with it why not one like a few more years doesn't hurt even though i should be correcting people on it but um yeah i just kind of took it as a fresh start and went from there well you know on that part of, of you know correcting people and what people uh, no, and, and things of that nature. Maybe we can move a bit into the sort of culture of football part of it a little more specifically. Um, you know, because you, you hear the line thrown around that I think um, is more and less legitimate depending on the context. But around, say, football locker rooms, you know, you'll sometimes hear people throw out the 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 phrase of like well if if this upsets someone you know they can come talk to me right you know oh i don't mean to hurt someone but if this does they can come talk to me now of course the reason that context matters in that is that obviously depending on what you're talking about Mm -hmm. if you're the if you're the person kind of quietly sitting on your hands or biting your tongue about an issue you know it's not always as easy as like oh let me raise my hand i might have another point it can be tough if the conversation at hand or whatever folks are talking about is dealing with you in a really personal way. So I'm, I'm curious for your experiences you've had in, in locker rooms. How challenging is that when you might hear people say things that, you know, yeah, there's that piece of like, well, maybe they don't know. They didn't all those things. But then it's also like for you as the individual, it can't just be the response of, well, speak up. Because it can be so hard to speak up when the yeah. things being spoken are hurtful or whatever towards to you and just the, the, the person you identify as. 
Yeah, and there's also the feeling of like not wanting to create conflict in your team, because like football, one of the ultimate team sports, it's you you do not want conflict. So you're scared if you're gonna say like, hey, this isn't the right way to go about it. They might take it the wrong way and create conflict. I know I I, I know I've experienced that where it was I was uncertain of whether or not I wanted to say something because I didn't want to create conflict but there is also the whole well they're saying something about who I am maybe not indirectly they may not know but they're saying it about me and it's hurtful so I I want to fix it but I don't know how to start and that's part of why I started the website um I haven't I haven't fully uploaded all the articles I wanted to upload yet, but I wanted to be able to make the website as a way to teach the sports, well, just the general world, but mostly the sports, um, the sports world, how to um, deal with stuff like that, like, like homophobic comments, transphobic comments, stuff like that. Well, so, you know, you mentioned the website, um, so lgbtqsports.wordpress.com, and and just from what I've seen, it is a lot of, uh, I guess, kind of blog posts, things you've written about different ideas, uh, subjects sort of related to these ideas, LGBTQ, and also um, issues of race involved in sport as well. I'm curious sort of what your long-term projection for the website is. You obviously talked about that kind of educational piece, um, but are you looking to expand? Is it just going to be writing, or are you looking to do sort of multimedia? up different things with it what kind of ideas in terms of growing that platform um do you have in mind um yeah like i'm i'm thinking writing right now but multimedia eventually in the future i definitely like i've talked to other people about the website um about what they can do to help uh like brock mcgillis um he was the first openly uh gay hockey professional hockey player uh, he reached out to me and we, we talked, uh, he might help, help out with the website once he starts getting into, uh, dealing with other sports as well. Um, and there's a few other people, mostly like, uh, um, other, uh, media students and stuff like that who are wanting to help me write because <laughs> writing isn't necessarily my strong suit. I just wanted to do it because I like passion for it um but definitely i am wanting to like reach out to as many people as possible to help uh, like build the build the website build the fan base for it and um educate people you know on that on that subject you mentioned different people reaching out and and what you kind of hope to build with that i'm curious have any people you know I guess across sports and across age groups, but it's kind of keeping the the focus on sort of university football, Ontario, or just that, that scene. Have people reached out for you uh, from that community or other sports communities as well? I'm, I'm curious what type of, because as we kind of mentioned, sometimes that first person, um, it, it kind of gives other people the confidence to to do similar things. So I'm curious what type of feedback you've gotten in the, in the months now. Um, I mean, a couple high school kids that, um, were afraid to come out came and talked to me for advice as far as i know they haven't come out yet so i'm not going to list any names um but i i have gotten some 
people reaching out for advice on how to come out to their teammates and their family members and stuff like that. Um, I've gotten a lot of coaches um, messaging me, like thanking me for creating this dialogue that they can go to their players for. Um, uh, a lot of future teammates at York have messaged me saying like they support me 100% with this. Um, which is a great feeling, like having um, <laughs> having my teammates <laughs> message me <laughs> saying they support me after that is that, that's a good feeling. Um, and of course, the OUA Twitter page uh, posted my story as well when I first started coming out too. So, well, I mean, as you said, I mean that obviously must feel so validating. Yeah. Um, such a weight off your shoulders and it's interesting because we, we uh dakota and i did a bunch of interviews we called the talk and, and talking with student athletes mostly football related but student athletes athletes of different walks of life about how they've dealt with their mental health in sport and outside of the sport leaving all of those different angles of that and a piece that i felt dakota um, was really big on picking up on is that there's so many areas of our lives where you know in, on a football team we're saying you know make sure your grades are good so you can have success on the football field make sure you're having yeah. success in the weight room so you have success on the field but then if you're not having success you know in your own head to sort of put it uh, bluntly then then how can you also expect to have success on the field so for yourself as well i yeah. have to imagine that how can you be the best version of yourself as an athlete if you're not truly just living sort of your your, your best version of your own life so once yeah. again it, you know it makes so much sense in the world for you to do that um where are you living right now are you back home are you are you in yeah. toronto like where are you right now i'm living with my parents right now just um waiting until august um yeah <laughs> I'm curious. One of my last questions, just in terms of the perhaps cultural difference in coming from, you know, being in a more smaller town growing up versus now moving to a city like Toronto. Do you have any thoughts in terms of that? And yeah, obviously you'll be living on campus, so it's not necessarily just being thrown yeah. into downtown from sort of, you know, rural Kingston kind of era, if I have my Eastern Ontario geography, yeah. uh, okay yeah. there. Um, but have you had any thoughts cross your mind in terms of kind of going from a, you know small city, big city, in terms of just the the cultural impact of you know now living as a non-binary person? Um, yeah, I have thought of that. Like I know, like bigger cities tend to attract more um, accepting people. <laughs> Um, and I know Toronto, like I, I knew Montreal was a hub for, um, LGBTQ people. And I know Toronto has a lot of support there too. Um, in terms of culture shock, uh, I grew up in Peterborough, so I grew up not too far away from Toronto, um, visiting Toronto all the time. Uh, so I, like, I'm used to the big city feel and stuff like that. But um, definitely, it'll get used to actually living there. <laughs> it'll take some time getting used to living there after being in the country for so long. So, <laughs> no doubt. Well, I mean, up where you'll be at York University, it's you know, it's it's a it's a little rural up there. It's not it's not yeah. the the downtown downtown scene there. Um, you know, I, I think one last thing I kind of want to ask is is just shifting a bit towards you know we as well mentioned the talk episodes that we did and we you and I discussed this a bit before we started recording, we were doing this freshman 15 series recently uh, where we were talking with 
players going into their first year and seeing, you know, questions about how they were training was going, silly stuff like favorite Disney movies, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so since we have you on and going into your first year, I'd be remiss given the interviews that we did with other yeah. players in their first year going into their first year. What has this offseason been like for you in terms of training? Um, you know, you mentioned you, you, you've been living back home. Obviously, lockdown restrictions have been a little different in other pockets of the I mean the world the country the province uh, everything like that I'm wondering what this year has been like for you in training uh given everything that's been going on yeah I've been I've just been trying to stay at home so like not going to the gym when it was open um well when I can't really afford gym membership right now <laughs> um but uh I I found some apps for dumbbells and stuff like that like I have some dumbbells at home just lifting those doing a routine trying to maintain being fit stuff like that um and like i mean like trying to stay home because i have i have a younger brother and my stepmom who's immunocompromised so Mm. bringing that stuff home could kill them (laughs) um so it's just like staying out of staying out of danger not being an idiot and breaking law and just trying to stay home, you know, work out. And I mean, trying to get a job as well. But. <laughs> Some of the important things. Well, as my yeah. mom will say, you don't need to go looking for trouble. Trouble will find you. Um, oh, so yeah. obviously it's good that you're staying safe and staying healthy with everything going on, the obvious issue. And uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier, uh, you know, we're fully supportive of what you're doing. Um, and, and we'll see where this goes just in terms of whether it's the first domino to fall. It'll be really interesting to see what yeah. the, the, I don't know what the better word of fallout is, what the what the repercussion is this, of this, yeah. not expecting a negative thing as Dakota winces at my lack of, <laughs> you know, uh, I need to get a thesaurus here. Dakota, you know I just moved. I haven't bought my thesaurus yet. Finding them good words. Um, okay. But nonetheless, Mackenzie, uh, you know, keep doing your thing. We're so stoked to see you uh, start up at York and to see where your career takes you and to see where your, uh, you know, life as, as an advocate goes and where that can grow as well. So we're fully on board with what you're doing. And uh, if ever we can help out in any way, we'd be happy to. Okay. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Take care, Mackenzie. Me too.